Traveling the Vortex We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode 575 where it's all fun and games until you don't roll to your dice. Well, I'm Keith. <laughs> I'm Glenn. <laughs> we, we know that all too well, don't we, this week? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> We're Sean, we are uh, shy Sean tonight, um, just for now. We'll, he'll be joining us later in this podcast when we do some reviews of these games. But um, we're going to get started here. Um, what, you doing anything fun this week, Keith? I didn't do too much. I read a couple of novelizations. Mm, what'd you read? Oh, well. <laughs> I read. <laughs> you want to take a, a stab and guess what, uh, which two I got read? Probably uh, The Star Beast and Wild Blue Yonder. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they're really quick reads, but they're just as good as the episodes. Are they? That's good. Yeah. And, and they expound on some stuff, as most novelizations do, but nothing so... Nothing groundbreaking, nothing mm. too, you know, relevatory. I mean, it's it, it, it's what you expect from a novelization, but from such good episodes, mm-hmm. it, they're really enjoyable and really quick and easy reads. Well, and then they're, they're so conducive to that, you know, 140, 150, 180 page, you know, format, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. For those. I mean, I've, I think I read Wild Blue, Blue Yonder in essentially three nights, maybe, mm. and... Star Beast and maybe four, if that. I think I got them all read in like three, pretty much real quick reads. I I read over twenty five percent of it tonight alone and finished it, so Hmm. pretty easy. Well, I saw the giggle released now too, so they're all out. So one more. Yep, that that's next on my docket. Knock that out hopefully before the Christmas special and Hmm. be ready for Shudigatwa. You been? uh, Did you watch anything? I haven't really watched anything. We're working on the crown. Uh, yeah. Second part came out. We've been mm-hmm. slowly working. Finally. That. Right. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> and we're finally moving away from the Diana stuff. Mm-hmm. Although there's still not as much focus on the queen as I would like, mm-hmm. but I think that this time frame, the nineties and the early naughties as it's called is very much focused on other supporting members. Mm-hmm. Looks like mostly William and Kate. Yeah, no, there's been one full episode dedicated to William and Kate, and it was, eh, eh. and there was one episode just dedicated to William. You know, kind of him dealing with everything, mm-hmm. and and there has been they're they're doing a decent job of peppering in other characters in between them. So we had an episode focused on Tony Blair and the Queen, and then the most recent one we didn't get to finish tonight is focused on Margaret. So there's at mm. least a little bit more smattering of other characters, unlike the first half, which, so I appreciate that aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, kind of don't get too uh, bored with one topic for as long as they did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How about you? Did you watch or read anything? Well, I'm. have you been watching the um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters yet? I have not because I still haven't watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm, uh, you don't need to. The series is setting, is taking place for them. There's a, it's a lot of flashbacks, like like flashbacks to early Monarch and how it got set up and things like mm. that. But present day is 2017, I believe, or 2015, 2015. And it's at, and they keep referring to that as after G Day, 
which after Godzilla Day. So it's everything is happening oh. immediately after Godzilla. So the only so okay. major, the only major movies I think you need to have seen, and you, I don't even think you have to have seen Kong Skull Island at this point, but uh, are Godzilla and Kong Skull Skull Island. Oh, okay. All right, then I might just hop in there because mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten around to the movie yet. Uh, six episodes out now. Seventh episode, I think, comes out on Friday. It's really good. It is really, mm-hmm. really good. And of course, uh, Wyatt Russell's playing a young version of a character, and Kurt Russell's playing the older version uh, in the future. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it it's pretty cool. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, there hasn't been enough Kurt Russell, if you ask me, so far. But uh, oh, it looks okay. like there. It looks like that's changing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really really good, and I, I can't even talk too much about it without giving plot points away because it just it hits the ground running really. Mm. I might just try to mow through that and mm. then watch the movie. Yeah, it sounds like um, Godzilla King of Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong both take place after uh, the events that we're, okay. we're witnessing in the series. And then I watched um, a Disturbance in the Force, which is the making or the documentary covering uh how uh, the star wars holiday special got made mm. and as a star wars fan i often watch documentaries and find that i already know most of the information that's in them i'm not being cons- right. i'm not being conceited that's just what happens when you're so familiar with a ip but this one i yeah. learned a lot of things and i think because they're even though they're you know more people know about the holiday special more people you know remember it or have seen bootlegs of it now. I think that even even because of that, there's still there's still you know some mystery surrounding you know why it, it ended up the way it did, <laughs> and uh, it it really does go now. I've I've always been an apologist for it. I like it, but and it's a product of its time. So, oh yeah. But they go real into into depth as to where the disconnect from Lucasfilm and the disconnect from the production company that was making it. <laughs> where where that kind of splintered off and left, but no, it, it's really good, really entertaining. They had a bunch of they had like Pat, they interviewed Patton Oswalt, uh, Seth Green, oh uh, Kevin Smith, a lot of those guys, and then there were a lot of people that were involved in the making of it that they they interviewed as well. So it was pretty neat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. yeah a lot of fun. I want to try to watch that one. I think that was it. Everything else has been mostly getting ready for the holidays. Hi, I'm Rupert Booth. I am known as Paul Ferry. My name is Barry Williams. Together, we host Time Ram. Time Ram's a cruel mistress. It's a random number generator. That also. We roll a number from 1 to 30, and that's our doctor. Then 1 to 300 for the story, and then we ram them together. Even if it doesn't make sense. Cruel, I tell you. Time Ram. Putting the wrong doctors in the wrong stories. So you don't have to. You're listening to Travelling the Vortex. Hello fellow time travelers and welcome to the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the only podcast to discuss, in story order, all the Doctor Who novelizations. My name is Tony Whip, and every two weeks or so I'm joined by a two to three person discussion panel, including our so-called expert who's been a Who fan since 1979, that would be me. We also get the views of intermediate, casual, and novice fans who either have never seen the show or who have never read these books until these podcasts, including Dalton Hughes and Alison Fitzsafried. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find good podcasts, or even ones like ours. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex. 
a Direction Point podcast. Well, I did one other thing, and that is going to be my something new two-minute review. I listened to the Eighth Doctor Adventures Audacity, Ooh. which is the newest box set. Well, not the newest box set, but the, one of the second newer newest. Ones. Yeah, second, second newest. newest. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back in the time, Eighth Doctor's timeline from when he's with Charlie, um, so pre kind of time warp stuff, um, and so it starts off with. A great introduction for Audacity Montague as a character who becomes a new companion. Uh, the Doctor kind of lands in this in her time zone, and she has been enraptured by this alien force because she likes stargazing so much. And it, it's a it's a really clever, I think, story that has some really great character moments and a great introduction to audacity more than anything else who is an absolute fantastic character and carries a lot of the box set along with Paul McGann uh, and makes it really enjoyable. The second story in the, in the box set, however, is wonderful. It is called the great cyber war and it is earth and Voga, you know, trying to kind of fight the cyber men in their war. And it, 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 pretty much serves as a prelude or a prologue or a prequel, I guess, to Revenge of the Cybermen, because mm-hmm. it's kind of how Voga winds up hurtling through space um, by the time the fourth Doctor comes across it. So it, it's a really, I, I really enjoyed this story and a, a great uh, dive into not only the Cybermen um, kind of hit quasi-history slash, you know, the war they keep talking about so much, and a nice deep end story for audacity to kind of find her legs and she finds them and she runs with them and it does a great job. She, um, eventually gets paired up with Charlie and the two of them are going to, are going to be <laughs> giving the eighth doctor some, <laughs> a really hard time. It's yeah. going to be, it's, I'm really looking forward to where they go with her character. That's my something new two minute review, slightly long, probably. Yeah, any time. Right. I, uh, yeah, I got to listen to it too. And I would just completely echo everything you said about it. Um, I think the one thing that I would add to that is I really like the concept of why and how audacity is with the doctor. I thought that was kind of cool. Why she has to travel with him. Yeah. yeah. I thought and that was, that was very nice also. It will be interesting how they depart that character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> You are invited on an adventure across all of time and space, in a completely random order. It's the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. Jump in the TARDIS with your hosts, Eric Goldbranson, Asad Khashki, and Matthew Kressel. Explore Doctor Who TV stories, audio adventures, and books, both novels and non-fiction. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. It's the entire Hooniverse. On Shuffle. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a member of the Direction Point Network and is available about once a month wherever you find your podcasts. You are listening to Traveling the Vortex. We are going on a journey, a very long journey, through the world of the Target novelizations and publication order. Every week, we are looking at a new book, talking about Terrace Dix, 
Malcolm Hulk, and all our Doctor Who novelization friends. Whatever you do, keep turning the pages. This is Jason Miller of the Doctor Who Literature Podcast, a member of the Direction Point Podcast Network, and you are listening to Traveling the Vortex, a Direction Point Podcast. They all say who is this is Tim Trelaw. This is David J. Howe. I'm Peter Purvis. I am Sadie Miller. This is Lauren Cornelius. Larry, it's Fraser. For all things in the Doctor Who collecting world and beyond, the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. I'm Larry Van Mersberg and your host, and I've been collecting for 42 years. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex on the Direction Point Podcast Network. Well, we're going to do a couple of reviews this week. We had a chance... Uh, because of the kind people over at Cubicle 7, uh, we got a chance to take a very close look at the uh, Doctor Who uh, role-playing materials that they've just recently released. Um, Doctors and Daleks uh, came out uh, recently, and that is the uh, 5e-style uh, game. This was a lot more like the old-school Dungeons & Dragons using those dice rules. And then we also took a look at 60 Years of Adventure, and we actually uh, made, did a campaign with 60 Years of Adventure, or utilizing 60 Years of Adventure. We thought we would take it out, give it a, a, a look over, and actually do an unboxing, because uh, we haven't seen this yet. Uh, we just got this about a week ago. It's been sitting in this box waiting for us to do this video. So we're going to open it up now and take a look. And Keith, go ahead and flip that open there. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> That up wow, that is a massive wig. Oh, uh, yeah, it's heavy too. Look at that. Sure so, is. This is the collector's edition, and I believe what's in here, and we'll find out for sure. 5e, that's what it is. Uh, we'll find out for sure, but I think this has the source book and a couple other uh, supplementary materials that go along with it as well. But um, And if we haven't said it enough yet, a huge thank you to our friends over at Cubicle 7 yeah. uh, for sending us the review copy so that we can. Uh, Tell you all about it. Ooh, and this little dust cover. Ooh, oh wow! Look at that. Dust covers come off. Okay, this is cool. You got the instructions here, or the kind of synopsis, the, yeah, it's the back the cover, whatever you want to call it. Look at that. Well, look, that is gorgeous. That is gorgeous. It's the TARDIS. And it's on both sides, and then you've got the books. Oh, it's got the uh, new logoing on it too. Mm -hmm. It's the new TARDIS too. Just uh, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were falling out. <laughs> I thought you opened it here, and then all nope, of a sudden they're coming out the sliding side. out box. Oh, that's neat. Oh, that's kind of nice, because then you can have it on your shelf, spine out, and you can see the spines as mm -hmm. well. Or the other side out and just have it all. So what do we got? Looks like... Um, we'll save this for last. <laughs> We've got the Alien Archive. That's cool. Very neat. Well, that's a slick-looking book. Alien Archive is a comprehensive collection of many of the aliens the Doctor has encountered, from Axos to the Zygons, with adventure ideas and advice for exciting encounters. Ooh. Hmm. New book smell. Love that new book smell. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the Keys of Scaravore. A complete multi-part campaign for levels 1 through 5 that takes the characters to distant worlds and even the Wild West, facing Draconians, Jadoon, Silurians, and more before encountering the terrifying Scaravore itself. So this is a campaign, then. That's a full campaign. So you, uh, as soon as you get this out of the box, 
once you figure it out and get your character sheets rolled up, you've got a campaign already to do too. That's yep. neat. Okay. And then here is the player's guide with all of the doctors on the cover. Player's Guide contains streamlined character creation rules to quickly bring to life a new time-traveling adventurer. Create a new companion for the Doctor or build your own Time Lord. Rules for playing fast-paced, combat-light sci-fi adventures using the world's most popular role-playing game system. Wow, that's really pretty. It's got some... It's got some really attractive pictures in it, too. Yeah. And it uh, seems to be pretty laid out, pretty nice. Um, we're actually um, just reviewing... The look, the feel, everything about this that um, uh, you'll get when you if you order this. Um, I think it's 180 pounds. No, I'm sorry, 180 dollars US. I think it's 150 pounds uh, UK. That's for the collector set. Obviously, all of these can be bought individually as well. And the um, ooh, Christian, you don't get the really cool TARDIS box with it. As yeah, well. or the Game Master screen. Ooh. Oh. Come. Oh, wow. Okay. Huge. That's yeah. very cool. All the modern doctors, including McGann. Well, he is a modern doctor, of course. That's true. Also, stats and stuff. This is nice if you're a game master because you've got this quick guide here that you can look at. That's the coolest thing ever uh, right there. I think I'll use this just so I can understand better. <laughs> <laughs> so again, from our friends at Cubicle like 7, we, we definitely appreciate uh, a chance to look this over. Um, and uh, it's a gorgeous piece. Just in time for the um, 60th anniversary, it is out now. I know that if you're wanting to do a little more um, digital-wise, they do have all of this as PDF copies that you can buy individually or as a group. And uh, you can get them that way as well. So if you're more into just the digital stuff, um, that's the way to go as well. But um, it's a really, really gorgeous looking set. And perfect as a Christmas gift for the Whovian in your life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, of course, we're going to be um, playing for uh, YouTube and for the podcast, our fun and, fun, fun, our fun and games episode uh, for this time is going to be playing the new 60 Years... 60 Years of Adventure. 60 Years of Adventure. There's two volumes to that. And so the first one uh, handles the classic Doctors, and the second one handles the uh, newer Doctors. So we will be playing that as well. And again, thank you to Cubicle 7 for providing materials for that as well. And so we got a chance to uh, play the game, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of uh, gameplay here. Welcome to Radio Free Series. (laughs) This adventure will be set at some point in time during Season 6B some background information Ooh. for you. We add it to our reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Jamie, in this episode played by Keith, uh, has been traveling with the second Doctor and being sent on missions. And for reasons unknown, the Time Lords have decided that we need another companion for this particular adventure. So they picked up Ben, another of the second Doctor's uh, companions from earlier, and you are joining them on this excursion. So I'm an older Jamie. Yes. I didn't think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for pointing that out, Keith. Good Lord, Jamie, you've gotten old. Nothing works now. Um, Remember, if you can, to try and do everything in character, you do not have to do the accent. I'm not going to do an accent. I can't do an accent. And uh, if we need to call time out for any reasons to discuss something, we we certainly can. But we're we're, we're just going to roll. So, the TARDIS makes 
its usual bumpy landing. And Jamie. So the TARDIS lands with a bump and its usual uh, groaning and uh, not so good, uh, you know, shuddering and, and, and all that noise. And the adventure begins. Well, it seems like we're here, says the second doctor. <laughs> Where's here, Doctor? He's doing the <laughs> accent. And we twiddle with the knobs. Well, that's some sort of space base. We're we're on an asteroid, Ceres, I think, in the in the asteroid belt in your solar system. What do we do? We go check it out. We definitely should. There's some very strange readings coming in. A transmission of unbelievable signal strength is emanating from that building. What's it transmitting, Doctor? I don't know, Jamie. Let's go look. Let's go. Leave the TARDIS. And it's inside a little dome, tiny little dome that opens up on the roof as if to admit spaceships for landing. You were on a heliport, essentially. And in front of you is an airlock door that will lead you in to the inner chamber. Well, let's go exploring. Excellent. What's a radio free series? Wow, you're really not from the neighborhood, are you? No, afraid not. Well, there is no neighborhood here. It's Ceres. It's an asteroid in the asteroid (laughs) belt. There is nothing out here. There is nothing and nobody. I'm not even sure how you got into the space lanes out here, because this is pretty much as remote as you can get. Why are you here? Well, the doctor uh, saw some unusual readings on his uh, thingy-madoo in the TARDIS, and so... We decided to come check it out, Doctor. What uh, what 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 were your readings, or what were you? What made you so curious about this place? It was transmissions of immense power. All right. Oh, well, yeah, that tracks. We're essentially, we're a radio station. See, out here in the in the asteroid belt, we've got miners and prospectors and deep space lanes, as uh, you know, humanity is is traveling back and forth to the farthest reaches of Saturn from the Mars base. And Silas takes you into the broadcasting booth, which is a very tiny room on the far side of the station, pointing out various points of interest along the way. And he, as he looks through the window, he notices a uh, very tall, somewhat pudgy older man sitting at the console, wearing a white jumpsuit. Silas is suddenly brought up sharp. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's on duty. We probably don't want to disturb him. Well, who is he? Why not? Let's just say Elvis has a very specific mindset about his music, and it's best not to interrupt him. That's not the Elvis, is it? I don't think so, mm. but that's the name on his uh, on his HR paperwork, and all we can really get at him is, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else can I show you if uh, he's in there? Um, this was kind of a boring station, but, uh, you know. And at that moment, a blood-curdling scream is heard echoing down the corridors. Let's go check it out. Sounds like Craig. And you all rush back down the hall. And when you arrive back in reception, you find Craig slumped over the desk. Dead. He looks dead. <laughs> yes, Ben, he is. I, I've never seen anything like this. He's, it's like his brain has been boiled out of his skull. It's a rather gruesome scene. Silas suggests that 
you to help carry Craig back to the sick bay or the infirmary. All right. Well, let's carry Craig. Let's carry Craig to the infirmary. Can you give me a strength roll? Just because we haven't rolled anything yet. It <laughs> seems like maybe a good opportunity to do so. Five. Eight. I'll get the heavy end. <laughs> <laughs> you both grab Craig and drag the lifeless body to the infirmary. Miranda looks at Craig. He's definitely dead. Which one of you did this? It wasn't us. We uh, just only arrived. <laughs> and of course we were with you, so you know that we couldn't have done it. I was with them, Silas says. They couldn't have done it. <laughs> how many minutes oh, maybe we, should, maybe we should have a look around and see if there's somebody else. I think that's a very good idea. At that moment, the lights dim <laughs> and begin to flicker. It's the power regulator again. I'll go take care of it. I'll come with you and protect you, Terry. Well, I don't feel like I need protection. <laughs> especially from somebody I don't know who looks as old as you do. <laughs> I'm, wi I'm more wiry than I, I look. <laughs> uh, roll for... Uh, let's do presents. Nine. No. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine. And what skill are you adding to that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, code of contract, C code of conduct, code of conduct. Was your skill, dude? What did you? Oh, you used a trait, not a skill. Oh, you used a trait, not yeah. Well, yeah. oh, I got convinced, so I'll use. Yeah, yeah. So that, there you go. Yeah, then to the attribute. So, and you have a trait as well. Okay. Four plus two six plus your roll plus nine. Oh, that's a lot of math. That's fifteen. <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> I was told there would be no math. Okay, you have convinced her that yes you would be okay to bring on the expedition. Jamie, you and Terry have arrived inside the power center. Big, huge, massive generators. And they're doing that cool Frankenstein thing, you know? <laughs> you can see the electricity coming off these things. Tesla coil. Yeah. The room is lined with these things all the way around in a circular motion. And there's a platform that extends out into the middle of the room where the control panel sits in the middle. But you notice that the far right-hand side, two of those generators are flickering less than the other ones. They're not quite working. Hey, Terry, are those supposed to be not flickering as strong as the rest? You're absolutely right, Jamie. Something's totally wrong here. I'm getting power readings that are off the scale with what should be generating. It's like, I don't know, somebody tried to turn them off and did a really botched job of it. Well, how would you turn them off? I, from where? You shouldn't be from able to. Control center? Everything should run from this control panel, but the end readings are not right. I, I think I'm going to have to get down there. Stand here and watch this panel and look at these two red buttons. If they go off or if you see this number rise above 70, holler at me, Okay. Okay, I can do that. She proceeds to climb down into the bowels of the thing to get behind them. Meanwhile, on the other side of the station, Ben and Miranda have reached the water plant, which appears to be functioning normally. It is a large room with lots of equipment. So what's all this do? Well, this is the water treatment plant. It handles our refuge and uh, uh, water heats and cools the facility. Uh, because it goes through the boilers and then, you know, runs, it's very scientific and, uh, basically just a big engineering kind of, uh, thing. Um, I don't notice anything wrong. Everything appears to be working properly. 
Wait, did you hear something? Uh, did I? <laughs> give me a... Do you have awareness? You do have awareness. I right? do have awareness, yes. Uh, give me an awareness check. Uh, three plus nine, twelve. You can hear softly in the background a scuttling noise, as yeah. if something is crawling. I do hear something. It sounds like it's crawling around. Let's go check it out. All right. Here, I happen to have a torch in this t cupboard. And she hands you a flashlight, for those of you that don't know what a torch is. Perfect, <laughs> and I'll turn it on. Give me another awareness check. Mm -hmm. Oh, not as good. Um... Ten. The flashlight sputters and dies. Oh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll pound on the bottom of it a couple of times, because that's what you do when that's what you do. the torch goes out. Are you adding a skill to that roll as well? I was not. You have one that might, uh, I guess, technology maybe. Or, uh, science. Oh, technology. Ben, ben, technology. Yeah, technology is two. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're... It doesn't really help too much. Two plus four is six plus seven. Yes. Wait, no. For what now? What was your attribute? You were My attribute was awareness, which was three. So we had a nine. If we had two, then that's a lot. No, we had just ten. Sorry. If we had ten. Okay, it's still there. Twelve, work. yeah. Oh, you can wait. You got a twelve? Yeah. The flashlight sputters to life after you pound it. After I pound on it, it comes back on. <laughs> we'll fix that. Okay. <laughs> Batteries must have been loose. Bad contact. Scuttling continues. I'm going to shine the flashlight and start looking around. Give me another awareness check. Okay, three plus seven is that ten again. Underneath one of the big equipment module things, you can see a flash of something orange, almost like a tentacle. Well, I was going to reach down and grab it, but I think, <laughs> now, now that I know what it is, I think maybe I'll. Uh, I said almost. Stay like back. A did you see that? Miranda asks. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> what is that? I, I have no idea. Well, we've got to stop it. We can't let it get out of here. Go around the other side. I'll try and flush it out this way. All right, sounds good. She grabs a broomstick and begins poking it under. <laughs> the scuttling gets closer. Ben suddenly has the realization, what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to look around and see if I can find something that I could trap it with, like a box or something, if it's small enough. All right, give me an awareness. Okay. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, 9 plus 3, 12? There is a small toolbox located off to one counter with just a handful of little screwdrivers and spanners and things in it, nothing major. I'm going to empty it out on the bench. All right. The scuttling rushes forward. You can hear it coming from underneath the, th the equipment. Are you prepared? I'm going to try and catch it. Uh, in this case, let's do a... Coordination. Coordination. Oh, 10. Look <laughs> on the coordination's one you point better. you want to add a skill to that? Oh, yeah, maybe I should. Let's see. Um, athletics. Let's add the four. <laughs> That's a good roll. Yeah. This orange blur comes out from under the equipment, barrels into you. It is moving incredibly fast. It is much bigger than you thought. It is much stronger than you thought. Not gonna fit in this it box, crashes it? into you, <laughs> okay. and you are thrown to the floor. Uh oh! The toolbox skitters out of your hand as whatever this is moves past it and sweeps it aside with a tentacle. <laughs> and it scuttles toward the air duct. 
Well, we got to stop it somehow. I guess I'll reach out and try to grab it, see if I can hold it back. Let's do coordination again. Uh, 10 plus 4 plus probably, probably athletics, which would be 4. 18? You are successful in grabbing one of the slimy orange tentacles. Not unlike an octopus. What are you going to do now? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you would have. I did not expect you to catch this. Um, <laughs> We're in uncharted waters already, kids. I think at this point I'm going to need some help. Maybe I could club it, knock it out. Try that. What are you going to club it with? Uh, the toolbox. Can I reach the toolbox? You can try and reach the tools. Yeah. <laughs> what do? Let's oh. Do, uh, actually, we're going to pause there. Yeah, we're going to yeah, leave yeah. you on a cliffhanger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dutifully watching the screen and listening to Terry curse as she pounds on the underside of the equipment? The number is slowly rising, but it is not at the. What did I say? Seventy-five. Seventy. It is not at 70 yet. It's at 60. It's like the whole bottom of the power generator has been ripped out. I've never seen anything like this. Fortunately, we've only lost two, but I don't know where to go from here. What could have done it? Any ideas? There's nothing native to the asteroid. We've never had any problems like this before. Can you fix it? Given some time and some tools... Jamie stands hopelessly lost in an enormous room full of racks, full of parts, full of bits, full of bobs. Nothing is labeled. <laughs> she said it was labeled. <laughs> some orange some orange tentacle thing came and pulled off all the labels. <laughs> We'll come back to you in a moment. <laughs> now he's going to figure out what to do with you. <laughs> ben. Yes. You are on the floor. Yeah. I'm going to reach. grappling with a thing. I'm going to reach. It, it's a metal uh, toolbox. Metal toolbox. I'm going to reach for the metal toolbox metal and try to hit box. it with the toolbox. All right. Give me a uh, coordination. Okay. Oh, because I'm grabbing for it. Exactly. not using it yet. Okay. And then whatever skill you think you would Well, let's see. Seven that. plus coordination was what we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 11 plus probably athletics, probably, right? So that's another four. Fifteen? You are successful yeah. in grabbing the metal toolbox. See, who, see who's rolling good now? Yeah. <laughs> the thing starts to try and squiggle out of your grip in your other hand. All right, I'm going to try to smack it. Let's do strength and fight. Strength on that. Okay, strength and fighting. Ooh, a ten plus strength is fourteen plus fighting is three seventeen. You clobber the bejesus <laughs> out of this thing. I've knocked it out. Yes, it? it has stopped moving. It is softly breathing. Oh, good! I didn't kill it. <laughs> doctor, doctor! She calls as she runs down the hall. Jamie. <laughs> can I roll again? Let's see if I can see it this time. You may roll again. <laughs> see awareness. And, oh, that's better. Ooh, that's a lot better. 10 plus 3, 13, 14. After wandering the stacks for a bit, <laughs> you find a box labeled power generator, power regulators, and there are two orange ones still on the shelf. I grabbed them. They are huge. You will need to kind of, you know... I'm strong. You're strong, okay. <laughs> Do I need the roll to carry him? No, I'll let you carry him. You've had a rough morning already. <laughs> <a> rough morning. <laughs> I've got it, Terry. I've got the 
power regulator thingies. Good, Terry says. The Q36. What's that number? Uh, it's at 65. I'll allow it. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you'd said something higher than 70, we would have had a different adventure. You know? <laughs> I did it in time. That's the goal. <laughs> He's going to let me choose how quickly I do it. I'm not trying to kill you guys, really. I'm not. Do you want me to throw this at you, Terry? How do you want to get it? No, it's too heavy. I'll come get it. And she comes and collects one of them and crawls back down into the bowels of the thing. Keep watching that number. Make sure it doesn't go anywhere. I'm going to try and jury-rig this. Where would you like to go look for Silas? Are you just going to come and make a whole circuit of the business? Or uh, would you like to roll for awareness and uh, maybe try and get a clue as to where they went? I'll roll for awareness to try to get a clue. Although I think having heard them scuttle behind me in the hallway, I know where they are. But Safe bet, but we're not going to meet again. Ten plus three, thirteen plus two for survival. <laughs> I'm just going to always use my biggest number. <laughs> I'm going to allow it. All right. You can clearly I'm, say... I'm, 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 that would be a, that would be a survival instinct, I you suppose. You can clearly see the slime trail on the ground leading back to the infirmary. I run back to the well, infirmary. Wait a minute now. Point of order. We dragged this thing this way, didn't we? Did we? Well, so I. Well, I guess maybe we didn't. Maybe we dragged it around. I, I can way. go this way. I don't know. They're on exact opposite sides. <laughs> of I guess the if building, you follow so the slime trail, it's, it's whatever it went. Either way, way. I see yeah. a slime trail. Okay. You can clearly see there is a slime trail to follow, going around whichever way you choose to follow it, <laughs> <laughs> leading <laughs> to the infirmary. All right. All right. Silas, Silas, the other uh, broadcast booth has been sabotaged. When you enter the room, you can oh. see everybody gathered around a thing. What rather, is that? Rather octopus-looking. We don't know, but it tried to get away, and I clubbed it with a toolbox. I'm oh. very proud of clubbing this thing. Good job, man. <laughs> I'm jealous I wasn't there to help. <laughs> I've got a dirt that would have done a great job. <laughs> Silas turns to look incredulously. What? The, the the broadcast center's been damaged? Yeah, someone sabotaged it. I don't know how, because I don't know technology. Where's the little girl you went with? She stayed behind to see if they could, she could fix it. You left her alone? With things like this roaming well, the I station? I didn't know that was roaming the station. <laughs> I'm going to go find her again. We should go back. Um, Doctor, do you have this? Yes, yes, yes. I'll take care of this. Which one's Silas? This one? That one's Silas. And you two wander back. On the way, uh -oh. you hear some sort of scuttling noise. <laughs> well, this place is infested. What? What was that? Roll for awareness. Seven. The scuttling gets quieter, and it appears to be heading away from you. Good. Let's keep going. <laughs> Or Silas, you go check it out. You go you go to Terry, I'll go check out the noise. Alright. Be careful. And Silas moves on. So should I roll for awareness again roll to listen? Awareness again. I wanna club a beastie. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Mm. Ooh. Fate has not been kind to you, Jamie. <laughs> Roro. There's a groaning of metal Oop. in the air duct above your head. You can see the vent begin to bow out <laughs> as the scuttling thing suddenly collapses through the air vent and lands on top of you. 
<laughs> I fight it off. First, we're going to roll for... Uh, coordination, right? Coordination. Let's see if you can evade this thing falling on top of you. You have athletics too, though, don't you? Yes. Yeah. You would definitely want to add that. <laughs> I don't like this dice. Four Let's plus four, eight. Two new dice. <laughs> Let's try those. Eight plus... So that's eleven. You are unsuccessful in getting the thing off of you. It falls squarely on top of you in a writhing mass of wet, slimy tentacles oozing down your body as though you get a face full of blech. <laughs> what do you do now? I grab for my dirk and fight it off. So you can. I apologize again. I guess this is something I didn't cover earlier. The story points do allow you to potentially bend the rules of physics. So if you get an absolutely disastrous roll, like this thing falling on top of you, and you would like to <coughs> re-roll that, you can use a story point to back up uh, and, and re-roll the roll. I'm, I'm okay fighting it off, because okay. my, my skills for that are higher anyways. Yes, I, I think that's probably... So I'm rolling for strength with conflicts and my dirk. I'm going to need to calculate. Ready? Ready. Come on, quit spinning. 6, 12 plus 18. <laughs> I'm going to have another model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see what it's we had some success there. Or you had some success there. The outcome awesome. on this is you successfully dirk the heck out of it. <laughs> you got to smash a beastie. Yeah! <laughs> it falls into a lump of wet slime at your feet. Still breathing, but clearly unconscious. <laughs> Still, <laughs> it's slimy and slippery. Doctor, look, we found another one. Oh my! I clubbed it with a, my dirk. How many of these slimy things are on this station? It's looking worse and worse all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this has not gone the way the story was supposed to go. That's all right. Uh, roll an awareness. Awareness. Who, yes. Both of us. And both of you. Hmm. Uh, nine. I got eleven plus three. 14. 14. While the doctor busies himself fussing over the one you dragged in, you both happen to notice behind him, the one on the table's brain cavity, for lack of a better term, begins to pulsate, and there's a rising pitch in the air. Doctor, I think it's waking up. The doctor turns and is knocked to the ground oh. as... Craig's dead body rises up off the table. <laughs> Good thing we didn't inject him. Sweeping <laughs> his arm forward oh, yeah. and clubbing the doctor awkwardly. He cannot speak, but an eerily inhuman sound comes out of his mouth that sounds like... <laughs> Don't ask me to do that again. <laughs> what do you do, gentlemen? Well, do we attack the... Well... Are we aware that, and are we aware enough that it's the thing that's controlling them? Since we did see the pulsing, I mean, it seems to me from a character standpoint, we wouldn't necessarily put two and two together right away. That is a good point. Let's do because I guess it depends on, in my sense, who I'm going to attack first. Right. Whether I'm going to attack the guy that is animated, or whether I'm going to attack the beast, knowing that it's what would be doing the causing it, puppeting. Let's roll for ingenuity. Okay. Both of you. We don't have any. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I've got um, 14. I got 14 also. 
from your point of view, it is extremely obvious that the psychic abilities of this thing are reaching out and, and, and reanimating poor Craig. So I'm going to say, Jamie, I think this thing's controlling the body. Let's attack it. Should one of us can restrain Craig while he attacks? That's not a bad idea. Do you want to do that? I'll do that. All right. I'll restrain Craig. I'll attack the uh, squid. Where's my toolbox? <laughs> Here, take my dirk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need this. <laughs> or should it be reversed? Or should it be reversed? Maybe I should hold because I don't really have one, but you do. I have one. a weapon and I can use my, a story point. I've got it. an idea, Jamie. You use your dirk <laughs> on the orange thing. I'll hold. Dwayne? Craig. Craig. Miranda oh, backs into a counter, into the corner, screaming while Craig approaches. Okay, her. then I'm definitely going to go. I'm going after Craig. Okay. And I'll go after the monster. Well, you go first. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I got a, <laughs> got a seven. Oh, wait. Uh, but I got fighting, so three, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got a ten. You rush at the beast. Uh, no, you rush at Craig. And at the last minute, Craig whirls and screams at you. My ears. Your initial attack <clears throat> deflects off of his shoulder as he turns. It does hurt him, but it only seems to serve to anger him. But he's leaving Miranda and now turning to face you. I rush to attack the beastie. Jamie. Oh, that's not as good as I hoped. Six plus four ten plus fourteen plus eighteen. <laughs> you are very effective with now. What what are you clubbing him with? My dirt. The dirt. Yeah, then mm -hmm. I will need another story yeah. point. You're very effective with your dirt. As you clobber it in the head, <clears throat> Craig suddenly drops motionless to the floor, once again dead. The inhuman scream stops the beastie lies dazed still breathing doctor are you okay yes jamie thank you that was quite scary rolling pins and knives and uh i'm gonna uh, grab meat the cleavers I'm and gonna, whatever oh i'm gonna grab a meat cleaver all right he grabs the meat cleaver i'm going swinging we're taking this beastie out we're not gonna knock it out we're gonna kill it kill it Roll for, uh, bu, 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 uh, what have we been doing? Strength? Strength. Roll for strength. <laughs> okay, so, but I can add athletics to that. Yes. So, four, four, eight, uh, twelve. The cleaver sinks into the creature's brain cavity. It lets out a... <laughs> and dies. Yay! Yay! Has anybody heard from Elvis? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think you would be mad that the broadcasting stopped. Oh, there's the power. generator. The broadcast keeps going. Oh, got okay. The platters that matter. You approach Craig's room and can hear the thing furiously pounding against the door, trying to get out. <laughs> it wants out. The it wants out. The is intense. The klaxon is wailing. Everything is going to hell in a handbasket and rather quickly. Quick, we got to run quicker. Roll for coordination. Nine. Ten, Fourteen. Thirteen. You zip through the hole. 
Behind you, you can hear the splintering of wood and metal as the thing breaks through the doorway. What's the time period? He didn't say. It's really kind of weird that we're on an asteroid somewhere, pur- uh, purportedly in the future, or, or at least assumed in the future, and they're still using we're on wood. An asteroid, yeah. <laughs> the wrenching of metal as the bulkhead door to Craig's room has. It's the inner. Blown inward. Keep running. We got to get to the garage. You notice I drew airlocks to start with, and then I got in here, and everything apparently has a swing door. I don't know why. (laughs) That's just the way it worked out. Roll for awareness. Mm. I love it. Nine. The scrabbling continues to get louder. Roll for coordination. Ooh, uh, 15. 7 plus... No, uh, 14, 14, 14, 14. 11. You successfully reached the garage. Yay! Everybody files in. All right, let's get them in the buggy. Must be the one's key head. <laughs> I went back to these because they're better. <laughs> get them in the buggy. Inside the garage. Let's lock the garage door behind us. Good call. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Barricade the door. I Terry. wouldn't have thought of that because I you didn't don't lock before. doors. <laughs> Terry rushes forward, flips the lever, and the garage door clunks shut. The scrabbling noise quiets some. The klaxon is as loud as ever. The dune buggy sits before you, looking very much like an old Earth moon buggy. Like the astronauts. It's like an take. old Earth Batmobile to me. <laughs> I didn't have time to build a paint. A computerized voice blares over the PA. Complete system meltdown in three minutes. All right. Well, Silas, Elvis, Terry. Miranda, and Terry, get in the buggy. Get going. Elvis looks you straight in the eye at least as far as you can tell, because of his shades, and mutters, well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> he helps the others on board the buggy. You are headed back to your ship, Silas calls. Yes. You can't stay in this room when the airlock door opens. It's going to completely depressurize the garage. Unlock the garage. <laughs> you see why I leave these things unlocked? <laughs> But the beasties at the door. <laughs> I wish the T mat was operational, but it went down last week. Oh, there. Oh. oh, there's a T mat. Oh, <coughs> why'd you draw it on there if it went down last week? <laughs> it's no good to us. Well, oh, can the doctor fix it? Maybe. Had events gone differently, <laughs> it might have been working correctly. Maybe there, there, there were there were many ins and outs to the map we didn't even get to. <laughs> <clears throat> we spent most of our time clubbing beasties and all the Well, do you want to ask the doctor if he can attempt to fix yeah, the team? Yeah, let's see if the doctor yeah. can. Doctor, you think you can fix it? The doctor, the sonic? The doctor <laughs> takes a look. What's a sonic? Oh, wait, no, I was there in Fury in the Deep. No, it wasn't. What's a sonic? He's got this new device. It's called the sonic screwdriver. It fixes things. Oh. Can you fix it? Without knowing what's wrong with it, I don't think we have time. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have to risk the hallway. All right, let's risk the hallway. 
Okay, let's just... Put your fighting gloves on. Silas, Elvis, uh, Margaret, no. What was her name? Miranda? Terry, yeah, Terry. Terry? <laughs> I can get Terry. Maybe I should say that first. Um, there's five of us. It was nice to meet you. I wish it was under better circumstances. Good luck. Be careful. Down the hall, take a left out the door, take another left to get back to reception. Okay, thank you. Here's the flashlight. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she tosses it toward you. Make a coordination roll. That so if we can unlock the door? <laughs> no, see if you can get to the flashlight. Oh, uh, six, seven, eight. Coordination was four, uh, 12. You bobble the flashlight. <laughs> Roll for coordination again. Oh, Lord. Uh, that's worse. Six. Seven, uh, ten. You drop the flashlight on the floor. It cracks. And the battery's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we had two flashlights. Where's the other one? Doctor, you still got a flashlight? Oh, yes, I forgot. I have a flashlight. <laughs> Let's run. Two minutes, says the computer voice. All right. Go, go, go. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. <laughs> Roll for... Let's do uh, awareness first. Oh, Lord. Seven. <laughs> ten. Five. <laughs> Got to roll. Oh wow! Got, I rolled the lowest thing you can roll with two die. Wow, <laughs> snake eyes! Ben's mm -hmm. not gonna make it. Just before you open the door, Jamie realizes that not only has the scuttling returned, the noise, there might be one right outside the door. He holds Ben back. Hold on. I'm gonna open the. Does the door open out into the hallway or into the the into the room? Which would you prefer? Out into the hallway. I think we're gonna make it roll out. Yeah, no, normally it doesn't out do to that. the hallway. I'm gonna open the door real fast and whack it in its face. What are you whacking it with? The door. The door. All right. Oh, you're using the door. I'm Good using call. The door. Roll for bigger than a dirge. Roll yeah. for coordination. That's why you wanted to roll out. Or <laughs> exactly. To open out. Oh, look at you. Ten, and let's see, plus four, fourteen. Plus athletics would be seventeen. Actually, no, we'll impacts. go conflict. That's eighteen. The door impacts with a great mighty thud. Roll for strength. Four plus. Ooh, that's good too. Although the, the power is coming back online. <laughs> Total eight. No, uh, eight was my roll plus four for strength. Twelve. Twelve <clears throat> plus. Um, four more for conflict, 16. The creature was right outside the door, is smashed in the beak thing face, and flies down the hallway <laughs> from the force of the thud. Boy, it it lays upside down in a heap of <laughs> tentacles and slime, screeching weakly. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go. It was a left and then a left. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Roll for. Uh, uh, what have we been doing for a run? Uh, coordination. Coordination. Roll for coordination. Mm, that wasn't very good. Six. Well, I got ten. a 
Seven this time. But we can add athletics. Oh, I can. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven, eleven, I got eleven, 13. eleven, 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 eleven. You tear off down the hallway, and you faintly hear a voice. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, doctor, while you're back there, close the door. <laughs> the doctor is able to spin in time and slam the door shut behind him just before the outside airlock door opens and expressive pressurization would have destroyed everything inside the station. The dune buggy takes off, racing for the escape pods. Roll for awareness. Oof. Ten. Four. Seven. The scuttling is louder than ever. You feel like they're right on top of you. Keep running. Yep. Roll for uh, coordination. coordination. These guys suck worse than those other Ten. Thirteen. Oh, Lord. Eight. No, that's not even right. Four, five, seven. Seven, seven, seven. No, because if you add athletics. Oh, I keep forgetting athletics. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> ben stumbles but does not go down. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for my athletics. You reach reception. Roll for uh, coordination. Fourteen. <laughs> Eighteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Coordination. Uh, Thirteen. Seventeen. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You very easily make it through and into the corridor beyond Let's the airlock. Let's close the airlock behind us. Yes. That's a good, good idea. Move. What do I need to roll? Do I need to roll to do that? Yes, we're going to make you roll for that because the power has been flighty. So roll for what we want to do. Wow. Um, Eight. What's the best uh, attribute for that? For closing a door? Ingenuity? No, probably door, ingenuity so. if it's airlock. Yeah, let's do ingenuity. If Jamie's closing, it would be ingenuity. 11 so. plus 2 is survival. Yeah. 11 plus 2 is survival. So 13. So your total is? 13. 13. Airlock door refuses. Here, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ingenuity. Oh lord, seven. What would? What did you add? Uh, survival. I added survival, seven, but if you have something strong, eleven. The airlock door starts up, creaks on its hinges, and closes, but does not latch. That'll slow him down. Let's the get to the TARDIS. scuttling continues behind the door. We can run for the TARDIS. It's better than it being open. Coordination. Ooh. Oh, my word. Oh, my goodness, screeches the doctor as he is bustled along the hallway by two very strong and fast boys, apparently. 11 plus 3. 14. You reach the outer I got a 20. <laughs> which still stands open. Leading into the small domed room where the TARDIS sits, oh, thank goodness like it's a open. beacon of hope, 
You can see it clearly through the starlight being filtered through the dome, despite everything in the station being pitch black except for the red klaxon lights. But the scuttling noise... Is in front of us now. Seven. Ten. Eight. In full view, covering the dome, other than the small patch at the top where the starlight is filtering through to illuminate the TARDIS, things everywhere stuck to the the, the 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 glass or the shield or whatever it's made of the transparent aluminum they're outside they're outside the dome and they're and they're screaming and screeching and tentacles are pounding on the glass well so these things can breathe or don't need don't need air well, apparently let's get let's in the get tardis, the tardis. <laughs> one more coordination roll eight twelve nine uh, plus sixteen Four, thirteen, plus three, sixteen. You successfully make it inside the TARDIS. The Doctor sets the controls, and you dematerialize. Just before you dematerialize, he turns on the scanner, and you can see the escape ship lifting off the surface before an immense explosion destroys the station. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Oh, <laughs> everything out. A ship goes up before an immense explosion of the station. <laughs> In other parts of the galaxy, or the solar system, radio series goes off air. <laughs> completely crippling mankind's ability to broadcast messages... <laughs> to and fro, and essentially cutting just a radio the station. outer planets off from the inner. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> Congratulations, Yay. you survived! Yay. Yeah, so there you go. Our adventure uh, with the second Doctor, playing as the characters of Jamie and um, Ben, which I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, now, Keith, this, yeah, was really your, was. this was your first encounter with RPG? Yeah, I've never played an RPG before this. Yeah, I so mean, uh, this sort of RPG, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. video game RPG, that doesn't count. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Good old paper and pen and and dice rules. Uh, what'd you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. So think? I, it was a lot of fun. It, it, the way we wound up doing it really helped. I think me as a new player to kind of be able to dive right in and start playing without having to really learn. I could learn the mechanics as we went because we had the characters already created and the roles and all of the, the different skills and stuff were simplified enough that for somebody brand new to RPGs in general, it was very easy to pick up and figure out what to do and how to go about doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it, it was a lot of fun. I had a, a blast playing. I think the um, 60 years books are, kind of cool because they i think they sort of steam streamlined the process um because as you heard we actually didn't have to roll up our characters we already used some mm -hmm. of the preset characters that were in the book from the second doctor era and so that was kind of nice going in uh because uh, i hadn't played any of the doctor who rpg sean uh, prepped everything and did a really good job as a uh, game master. And he kind of came up with a scenario story all of his own. He did use the, the 60 years adventure books as well as cubicle sevens um, ongoing Dr. RPG that they've been doing 
uh, in the past as well. So we kind of put together all those materials and used it. But I, th I think the Doctor Who Six Years of Adventure was very helpful because it gives you it, it gives a lot of scenario setting for each of the Doctors. The first book covers the uh, classic Doctors, um, so it goes up through it goes up through. Paul McGann, is that right? Or does it go up through? I think that's right. Okay. So it goes up through Paul McGann. And then the second book, of course, uh, is The Modern Doctors. So it starts with uh, Christopher Eccleston and it goes all the way up through Jodie Whittaker. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, really helpful. Um, if you if you haven't played RPG, I think these do a good job of setting it up for you and um, kind of holding your hand a little bit as you get into it. And I think that it helps a lot with like world building for a game master and kind of helping put the scenarios together. Um, there are adventures that come in the book that a game master can yeah. use in order to just already have a pre-existing campaign and just kind of guide the players from there. So that's kind of helpful. That, that's that's what I thought was pretty cool. Just looking at the at the book as as someone who'd never played before. And if I wanted to start playing, they gave me adventures that I could go with, or they give you the kind of criteria of here's what defines a second doctor adventure. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's one of these sort of things. And this is typically what happens in those stories. So they, they did a really good job, not only giving you adventures to play, but breaking down, okay, here's how the, the mechanics of the, of the era work mm -hmm. yeah, and how the characters would kind of react to sort of things. I think, uh, it, it it was really handy to uh we actually got pdf materials uh, which you can buy online at cubicle seven's website and uh the pdf materials were you know really kind of handy because you keep them digital but as you heard us talking about the uh, doctors and daleks uh, set it was kind of nice also to have sort of the the tactile stuff to kind of look at the quality of these books that they put together and, um, and they are high quality. They books. are high quality. <laughs> they are the, so nice. That box set looked beautiful. It's, it's just really, really nice, nicely done inside. The pictures are done very well. I think there's uh, some that uh, are kind of touched up artistic ones. And then they also have, mm -hmm. you know, uh, photorealistic or, or they have actual, actual photos from uh, the serials. And so, yeah, that the, the the books are gorgeous. Everything looks really good. You can tell that Cubicle Seven's put a lot of care in this game, and a lot of care in yeah. this in holding on to this license and uh, doing with it what they're doing because they're they're really doing great things over there. And it looks like I just based off the pictures from their website, the the Daleks, the Doctors and Daleks, the Collector's Edition that we opened up, mm -hmm. really is just a bundle with the screen and a nice box to, for them to go in. I think all of the books themselves look like they're just as high of quality as yeah. the collector's edition is. And I think that uh, you can buy each of those individually as well. So yeah, you can. Yeah. So a fine job over there. If you get a chance and to pick these up and want to play. And then I think uh, Sean's got some plans for us in the future. And uh, I think we're going to get some game plays together that we will be sharing with our we're actually going to share some of the game playing with our sister podcast some of the gals with uh five uh, fangirls have agreed to play and so we'll probably do some online play and uh be releasing some of that stuff exclusively for our patron supporters so be sure you're a follow or be sure that you're a, a supporter of us on patreon uh <laughs> if you get any value out of this podcast why not consider putting some value back into it you can do that by 
uh, clicking on that link on our website, travelvortex.com. And uh, we, we're not just going to have the RPG up there. We've got uh, quizzes up there that, that you can uh, take, audio materials like that. We've got some interviews and things like that. So there's some exclusive audio for up there that, that you know, you can, you can it kind of supplements what we do here on the main show. So be sure to check that out. Um, well, I guess I'll do the schedule since uh, Sean's not here this time. <laughs> so well, actually, I'll, 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 easy. I'll let Christmas. you do it. Yeah. Uh, Keith, <laughs> what do we got coming up on the schedule? We've got Christmas, the church <laughs> on Rose Lane, dropping Christmas Day on Disney Plus for us and BBC One and iPlayer in the UK. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to tackle next. That's right. Of course. And since, then who knows? Right. That'll be, let's see, we'll be into the next year by the time the next one comes out. So we've got a lot of fun things planned for the year ahead. Um, and of course, yes. we you may not be getting uh, that next week's episode as soon because we're spending time with our families for Christmas. And so we'll probably record that after we kind of have gathered ourselves from the holidays and uh, we'll get that out there as soon as we can. So, well, make sure that you are following us on traveling the vortex.com. And uh, we are so on several of the um, social medias. We are on Facebook. We are on X. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. So be sure to check our accounts out there. And uh, you can join in the conversations on our listeners forum at Facebook. You got anything you want to talk about that we talked about on the show, you want to give us your input, you can do that there. And, and we, we try to interact with you guys as much as we can. And then please also give us a five-star uh, rating wherever, wherever you subscribe to the podcast. It helps bump us up in the ratings and recommendations. Anything else we need to touch on, Keith, before we close this one? Not that I can think of. If not, then until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Keith. Cheers. BC in you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. Direction point! Direction point! A Doctor Who Podcast Network.